Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, Cheryl here. Today is an extremely special day. I'm so honored to be here with the amazing Gina Tesla, VP Sustainability and Social Impact at Coupa Software. Gina, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Oh, Cheryl, it's such a pleasure. I've really been looking forward to this. Thank you. I can't wait for you to share some of your wisdom on this really important topic. But before we get in into it, I would love to know, you know, how did you get interested in, you know, working for a software company? How did you get interested in working for sustainability and impact, social impact? And then, um, you know, were there any road bumps along the way or was it smooth sailing? Well, thanks so much, Cheryl, again, for this opportunity to talk with you and to share some thoughts and I'm sure learn from you along the way, for sure. Um, It was definitely not uh, smooth sailing, very much circuitous routes. Um, You know, I think if you look at it now, it kind of all makes sense. But there were many different paths that I took to lead me to where I am today. And I think fundamentally, it's a search for purpose really thinking about, you know, why am I here? What's the biggest impact that I can make? Um, And just sort of having an insatiable appetite for um, making a difference and just wanting to, um, you know, very goal oriented person. And um, I can't quite take it out of me. Even when I tried to. So um, I don't think I would have ever known that I would have ended up here. But I'll tell you, there was um, a turning point for me when I started thinking about I was I was much younger um, and I was doing really well. And I started thinking about um, service sort of out of the blue, truly. Um, And that manifested itself as ultimately becoming a Peace Corps volunteer. And many Peace Corps volunteers have an uncle, aunt, mother, father, whatever, who who is a Peace Corps volunteer. And for me, I didn't know anyone. But it really, the driver for me was thinking about, you know, fundamentally, what is it that I can do to achieve the maximum? um, And we just got a delivery. Um, Yes, Autumn likes to be part of my conversation. So, uh, you know, really wanting to kind of find my my purpose. And I took many, many different paths to get here. Yeah. And was there anything, you know, a lot of times, at least it's happened in history when anything amazing happened, sometimes there's road bumps along the way. So was there any ever a time when something happened or when you doubted yourself, but you just kind of kept going or went for it anyway? Oh, many, many times. And I will say that And nobody wants to hear this when they're going through it. But I will say that um, really it was through times of loss or struggle where I grew the most. The times when I thought there's no way that I can make it through. So, for example, um, I when I finally made my my way to Panama as a Peace Corps volunteer, I was within my first three months of training in country and I arrived and we literally had to drive through a garbage dump to get to my host family site. (laughs) 
And there were just many other things that were going on. A lot of, a lot of, um, you know, climate shock. And so uh, there was a moment when I thought like, there's no way, get me out of here. There's no way that I can do this. Nobody knows why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here. What on earth am I going to do? And um, you know, we were kind of talking about this in a different, in a different vein, but I did reach out. Um, and in this case, I reached out to my dad and, and my parents really thought I was nuts for doing the whole thing. Uh, and I thought he would be like, ah, you know, come home. And he was like, no, of course you can do it. Um, and it was just a moment for me that I'll never forget because that was really all I needed to hear to know that somebody believed in me that I could make it through. Um, there were other times, for example, when we think about this specific career around what some people call corporate social responsibility or sustainability. When I first um, was working at IBM, I started off as an internal consultant and um, within our services practice. And a position opened up within what was called corporate citizenship. And I wanted that job so badly. Um, and I was blocked. I was like actively blocked. Um, and I, re I reached out, you know, I reached out. There was a, a VP um, who said to me, like, no, this is this is the job that you should have. You shouldn't be blocked. Um, and she believed in me and she really, you know, helped me lay a path to get the support that I needed um, to be able to move into that into that role. So that was another time where, you know, I was able to based on, you know, I didn't walk into the job as highly competitive, but based on my experience and based on the true, um, you know, very overused word passion, but really my authentic um, desire to really work in this space and contribute what I had learned in other experiences really rang, rang through. So because I received that support, you know, I was, I was able to, to ultimately make it into the role, which really changed my life. Yeah, and I just want to pause there for a moment because it's really along the lines of what we're going to be talking about, the first step to unlocking your limitless leadership. And that sometimes, you know, we we are inspired by our gut or our heart or a combination of both, but then we talk ourselves out of it. Like, I don't have experience or I haven't, especially women, as you probably know, are notorious for, you know, not having checked enough of the boxes and of course, if we run up against a roadblock. Um, so I just wanted to spotlight that you listen to that voice, you listen to your heart or your gut or that inner calling or whatever, or the universe or whatever you wanna call it. And then you got some help. And I think that's super valuable to point out. It's important for you to do, but also you had someone step in to champion you. And that's more than having a mentor. It's really having a sponsor. That's Someone right. who, you know, believes in you maybe when you don't believe in yourself enough. And I think that proactivity on both ends, on your end, is saying, hey, I want this and I'm going for it, even if, you know, I stumble or even if it's not easy. And then, you know, being proactive about finding someone who is going to not just support you, but help pave a way. I think of it as... You know, if you're walking through the Amazon, someone who has a machete in front of you say, we're coming through, I'm going to cut the path. That's right. So I think that's really important. And so did that eventually help you get your role at, at Cuba? 
Well, all of these things, ultimately, those were things that happened much earlier in my career. And um, I spent a long time in, in that role that I was talking about. And I truly, truly loved that role and the, the team that I built and the work that we were able to do um, and the support that I received from the leadership there was amazing. Um, and I moved around um, a little bit, moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. And then eventually, yeah, you know, Koopa uh, came knocking on my door and it just was a fantastic opportunity for me to start at a at a company really with a much, you know, I worked for, for very large enterprises, which are very well established. Um, and so to have the opportunity to come and work for a company that's much earlier in its life cycle is really exciting. So, you know, of course we have to talk about mindset because um, it's just the world that I live in. And I would love to know, you know, for any emerging leaders or even senior leaders, because as we know, fear and doubt in with any next level. And so do you have, do you have any advice um, for what mindset or can you share the mindset that's really allowed you to like really ascend in your role? Yeah, absolutely. And I just really want to be um, vulnerable and say that it's not a mindset that I carry with me every single day, but it's been in those, you know, really important moments. Um, and, and it is something that I, uh, that's sort of just a part of, of who I am, but I also want to just put it out there that we all have days when we are doubting um, or frustrated or just tired. So um, I think that the mindset for me, something that stuck with me, and we were talking about this earlier, but something that stuck with me was, you know, my mom uh, would talk about sort of before you, before you have a, a test the next day, you know, like before you go to sleep, like visualize yourself doing really well on that test, like visualize what's gonna happen. And we were talking about that as it relates to sports um, and athletes. And that is something that I think is a really important tool because it helps me focus. So instead of being, you know, in, whether it's a large speaking engagement, a really important presentation, instead of being like really distracted and thinking about all the things that can go wrong, I think it's more important to sort of try to push that away and say, okay, I have this energy that I'm trying to balance right now, it's a little overwhelming, will use that as a tool to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to visualize how this meeting is going to go. I'm going to visualize at the end how happy I feel or how proud others might feel of me or how I feel like I really did a good job. And this is where I'm saying, you know, it's not perfect. Sometimes there is doubt that sneaks in and says, oh, the whole thing is blows up, you know, kind of. And it's like, no, no, I'm not going to go there. Like, I'm really just going to focus on this being a successful outcome. Yeah. And it's well, first of all, your mom and I would have gotten along famously because <laughs> she was really like coaching you through some of the same tools and strategies that world class athletes and Olympians use. And you know, not to throw us women under the bus all at the same time, but we are pretty famous catastrophizers, if that's yes. if that's a word. And I think most of us are guilty, even myself, even though I know what I know. Uh, so 
just for anyone listening to listen to what Gina said and think about how you want it to turn out. And then if I could just take it a step further, think of two controllables that you can practice right. or work on to make it happen. So I am so glad that you brought that up. Now, you know, I want you to, you know, we talked about earlier, really the, the importance of having women in leadership and having them ascend in their leadership and truly, truly becoming limitless leaders. Yeah. And so, you know, we also talked about breaking it down because when things get really, most women, first of all, have very complicated lives. In other words, they're, they're working. And, you know, the reality is most of the time, um, and I have some pretty good research to back me up, that they are planning the vacations, that they are, you know, taking care of the family. And they, you know, if they're lucky enough to have a partner, that's amazing. But chances are a lot of these responsibilities fall on one person. And so we thought it would be really beneficial to break it down and talk about what is the first step to becoming a limitless leader. So I would like you to share your thoughts on that bite-sized chunk so women can really lean into their highest sense of leadership, quite honestly, when it's never been needed more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I couldn't agree with you more, um, especially working from home. You know, working from home is a blessing. And for those of us who have the privilege to be able to work from home, especially through COVID, um, I have immense gratitude for it. And being a mother of two 12-year-olds, it is incredibly beneficial. But the downside is that I live and work in my home. And whether I'm working for a Koopa or I'm working for my family, I'm working 100% of the time. I don't really ever have downtime. I don't really ever sit on my couch because I am constantly doing something for somebody. I'm constantly laboring. <laughs> so some I you're think getting paid for, some you're not. Exactly. Exactly. So I just want to put that out there because I think it's important for us to talk about that and for allies to understand that, you know, anything that you can do to take a little thing off of somebody, any one thing you can take off of somebody's plate um, is very beneficial. But I think on the other hand, we've heard this before. It also makes you incredibly efficient because you just don't have any time for wasting time in meetings or nonsense or, you know, going back and forth in emails. Like you really need to be quite succinct and get to the point. And that's an important part of leadership as well. Um, but I think sort of getting back to the frame that we were talking about before, I think it's simply, you know, it's first step is visualizing that for yourself. Right. And and you take the time for yourself, take a breath, get your body in more of a receptive state and say to yourself, you know, I can really see myself in this role, whether it's a promotion, whether it's presenting in a meeting, um, you know, whatever that sort of next step is for you from a leadership perspective. I think the first part is to really give yourself that permission to pause and to visualize it. And then we also talked about voicing it. There's, you know, you can take a, a micro step to that. And perhaps if you're not comfortable talking to someone, maybe you could write it in a journal. And that's like a next step. But then take another step to someone who you're comfortable with and say, look, this is something that I want to do. And then you'll hear yourself talking about it. So I think that those are some of the, some of the first steps that you can take. And then the second steps I would take 
are to really speak up. I think, and I've seen, and I've experienced myself where I think sort of ingrained in our culture is that if you just put your head down and work hard enough, somebody's going to recognize you. And that's really just not the case. And that's not my experience. And you really need to speak up for yourself and you really need, and that's hard and that takes a lot of courage. And sometimes it's because I've been pushed to the point where frankly, I'm pretty pissed off about something, but you can use that energy as fuel to say, no, this isn't right. This is what I deserve. This is what I'm providing. This is what I deserve. Um, And so I think that's also another step is to visualize it, practice it, and then vocalize it. And don't expect that you're just going to be patted on the back and recognized because you're putting in the hard work. It just won't happen. Yeah. And I want to reiterate what you just said is that even despite what we've been told or what we would witness growing up or what have you, your work does not speak for itself. We also talked about before we went live is that many times women in the workplace, um, especially women who might be further marginalized within our gender, we um, women get overlooked, not because anyone's intentionally doing it, but we're less visible because our male counterparts are more vocal. And so I really, really am 100% on board with what you were saying. So, so important. And so is there any, you know, along these lines, is there a call to action? You know, we talked about a couple different things, but if there's, you know, either a woman, a female leader emerging leader watching or a male ally is there like we were talking about a micro step to really unlocking their leadership so they can be truly limitless in other words to talk about passion and purpose you know where they can really tap into their passion and purpose and give fully and feel the joy that comes along with doing that what's really the first step there's so <laughs> there's so much richness in what you Yeah, Cheryl, there's so much within there. I think it's to, first of all, be honest with yourself about what your purpose is and to believe in it Um, and to not let all the other things get in the way and the distractions. And that can also include, and this may sound like this comes from a place of privilege, but to also not get so caught up in what's going to happen in the short term, because if you are doing something that you're truly passionate about and you're living your purpose, I firmly believe that the financial aspects of it will come along. And so that's also something that people can get really caught up in. So the first step I think is to figure out really what's your purpose to visualize it, to talk to somebody else about it. Um, And then a second step would be, how can you, what are some of the barriers that you can ask for help with in terms of someone either, like we talked about actively sponsoring you, or is there, you know, a barrier within your personal life? Can you ask for help? Can you just make it happen? Can you say, I'm going to pay for this help so that I can go and live my purpose and do the thing that I need to do? So I realize those are all like many different types of things. Um, but those are some of the things that that have worked for me. Yes, 100%. And I want to just throw in there, it's so important that you said ask for help. It's just really being proactive. And I even want to shine some light on 
maybe even ask someone for help you would think never in a million years would help you. So when you're thinking of who to ask, think about, you know, who can be most helpful, but also how can it be a win-win? Because even if you're more junior, you have a different perspective and a value add and how can you prepare? But, you know, and, I've, you know, the old saying goes, the worst that they could say is no. So be right. bold in the ask, you know, uh, and make sure that you're prepared. So it's well worth their time, of course. So those things were so, so important, Gina. And I am so grateful for your time today to share your wisdom. It's been so exciting following you. I look forward to continuing to follow all of your success. And thanks for being here. I look forward to following your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I wish everybody out there the best. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow or subscribe to the Limitless Leader podcast with Cheryl Klein on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll let you know every time we release a new episode. And if you really enjoyed what you've heard so far, rate and review us too. That's one of the best ways that you can support us and make sure that this podcast keeps going. And also, I offer a significant library of free mental toughness and high-performance videos, worksheets, tips, and other helpful content on my website at www.cherylkline.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Cheryl Klein, and I look forward to having you back next time. And remember, you're only limited by what you think is possible. Cheering you on always.